Welcome back, listener. We have such a fun show for you today. This is going to be so fun for me. It's a real hoot. (laughs) For Lacey, for the other person on this podcast, and for Mm -hmm. you, who you already know is Amanda. It's in the show notes. It's in the title. Like, you already know. Yeah. Amanda is back. She's back, baby. Back, baby. Back, baby. It was so good. And we got to see her this time. Yay. Yeah, yeah, we did have some different technical difficulties, of course, because I mean, it wouldn't for be the love of Pete. It wouldn't be Thrifter Sisters without technical difficulties, but we got to see her last time we recorded with her. Her video wouldn't come through, so we couldn't see her. Anyway, she's should we tell them what she's doing? Yeah, because it'll be in the yeah, show notes. Yeah, it's old switcheroo. It's a switcheroo. She's interviewing us. Yeah, you know so. You know, for the two sisters that feel like all we do is talk about ourselves on this podcast, apparently we don't do it enough and we got to give the people what they want. Yeah, yeah. The pe- and by the people, we mean Amanda. She wanted to interview us and we were like, hell yeah, let's do this. Um, up until this moment, when I would say the word switcheroo in my life, it's because like I would maybe be hooking up with one guy and then I'd be like, hook up with this I mean, obviously, the old roommate switcheroo, the old roommate switcheroo. I mean, obviously, this was like 20 years ago, but, you know, the old switcheroo sometimes this has to happen. It just, yeah, I mean, it's, so, it's, it's, it's really out of convenience. Yeah. <laughs> so Amanda pulled the old podcast host switcheroo. Right, 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 right. So it's, it's changed meaning for me now. All right. Obviously. <laughs> well, let's hurry up and get into the switcheroo because this is going to be a real fun time. I mean, anytime with all Amanda. Right, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna light beam her in here because she's so cool. I know. Woo. I know. I just I just want her to That's like the light me. beam. I just Woo. I just want her to like me, you know? I just, I just like like me. Just like yeah. me. Love me. <laughs> just love me, Amanda. <laughs> just please. Please. Okay. Um, validation. <laughs> but I don't care about everybody's validation, but I want Amanda's validation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's go do this interview. Let's do it. Okay. Well, first, you know, calls to action. Hey, I haven't seen any new reviews on Apple lately. So um How very dare you, sirs. I I feel like I haven't gotten that validation serotonin kick in a while. So uh-huh, if you can uh-huh. head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review our show. We Love it. And then the other free way you can support us is head over to Thrift or Sisters Pod. Follow us there, engage with our content. Helps more people see the disaster of a human that I am, that I put on Instagram. <laughs> I would and put Lacey. doesn't need to see that. Yeah, everyone, everyone. I would definitely put Lacey on more, but it's like we get together and then we're just like, and then it's like, oh, I forgot to record Instagram yeah. content. So, mm-hmm. um, and then the Patreon, the Patreon is coming. We did not hit our August 5th launch, but it is coming. Um, so be coming on the lookout for that. to near you. Five doll hairs a month. And I'm not going to get into it right now because Amanda covers that in her interview about what mm-hmm. you get. We actually are about to do a big reveal. Yeah. Ooh, what is it going to be? Yeah, I mean, we know, but re- you don't. <laughs> yeah. The, the big reveal that we're super excited about for the um, for our Patreon members. So listen to this episode and find out what it is. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Well, let's let her in. Let, let I her was, in. I, I light beamed her in already. It was like this. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hey, you know what I haven't done yet? What? Ladies and ge- gentlemen, look who's coming into the studio. North Coast style, Amanda. Oh, wait, that didn't work. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay, one more time. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wait, should I do this one? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, look who's coming into the studio today. It's North Coast style. A man, a man. Oh, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Listener, I don't know what she's doing. Just hold tight. Apparently, it's, she's up to something. It's, <laughs> it's Amanda. I can't. Okay, hopefully it'll be in the recording. I can't hear that. <laughs> Did you hear it? Barely. I'm oh, guessing it'll be in, want... in the recording. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I hope so. It was a clapping sound. <laughs> yeah, that was um, a big letdown. I was very – I waited for nothing. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you hear that? <laughs> no. All right. Well, we'll see if that works when I go back and play it back. <laughs> All right. Well, let's open. I guess she's already in the studio. Lacey Lightbeamed. All right. This is a disaster. Yeah, yeah. I, let's oh go God, talk to her. God, who now. lets us make this podcast? I don't know. Someone needs to stop us. Get out of here. The world is trying. Why do you think we have so many problems? Oh, shit. You're right. (laughs) Fuck that. I'm not listening to anyone. Can't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. (laughs) All right, Amanda. Let's go. In a world where podcasting is the only thing that matters, two sisters who have very little reselling experience decide to make a podcast about reselling. Who will step forward with reselling tips and interviews with some of the greatest resellers the world has ever seen? We are the Thrifter Sisters. Thrifter Sisters! Yeah, there, there was a couple in L.A. where it felt like sometimes somebody just picked my house up like two inches and then dropped it. Ooh. Like, boom, you know? <laughs> But that first one when Lindsay and I were living together was the, like the biggest one that I ever experienced. And I lived that, there for that a one the, years. the way the walls felt like they were waving. Yeah. I was I was of- on the floor and I was unpacking because we had just moved in and I was pulling stuff out of boxes and where the floor met the wall, it literally was. It was going like this. And that was not no, okay. Not. <laughs> but no. most most of the ones I felt were like that, like where it felt like the house just went boop, boop, it fell. Yeah. Was it, remember one time I was getting ready to go for a run and I was out on the patio and you were right inside? Yeah. yeah. You come running out. You're like, did you feel that? And I didn't feel it because I was outside. And you were running. So like. I just told her about the, that first one. The big one was like the biggest one we had. And like how you came running into the room. Did we have earthquake damage? There was like one picture frame that had fallen over. And you were just like running yeah. in circles screaming. <laughs> We are going to die here. Why did we move here? <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Listener, such a damn treat. You don't know. I can't believe what's about to happen. We're so excited. Not only do we have a repeat guest, we're doing a switcheroo. <laughs> the old switcheroo. The old switcheroo. <laughs> we have Amanda, who I think was our second guest. Our second guest this year, yeah, like once yeah. we really started getting into interviews, she was our second guest and she's back. And I, I messaged her last week and I was like, hey, Lace and I have been talking for like probably months, wouldn't you say, Lacey, about how we're yeah. going to get Amanda back? And then mm-hmm. we started coming up with ideas for the Patreon. I'm like, no, because not many people are going to be on the Patreon. We need her on the main feed. We need to share you know, Amanda with, with the people. Pe- people need Amanda. Uh, yeah. So anyway... <laughs> Amanda actually came up with the idea for today's show. Amanda? Yes. Take it away. I would like to interview you two today because I feel like we don't hear as much about you two. 
That's, I that's think that's impossible. I do too. I feel like I all we do like... is talk about ourselves. But yay! I think this is so fun. I, I, I feel like we never shut up about ourselves. But hey, you know what? This is this is what Amanda's asked for, and I'm happy to deliver. <laughs> so my first question is: How many kids do you both have? What are their ages? And how do you manage them while reselling? Who would like to take <laughs> that one first? Take it away. Is Go ahead. Oh, me? Okay. Um, I got you. I have two of them. I have a seven-year-old. Uh-oh. What's going on? Lace? Oh, no. Did you freeze again? Damn it. No, you froze. I'm perfect. Hold on. Maybe this is just just one of those hiccups and it'll even itself out. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. Amanda, say something. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I think your kids are back on the net. Oh my God. I swear I'm going to sell them. Like the TV is on Let the internet go. too. Probably. Let I mean, me go all TV. the way back up to the third floor. I'll be back. Oh, Get your you, steps in today. So what's <laughs> funny is like that it almost like answers your, the question for you. <laughs> it totally does. Oh my gosh. I hope she doesn't cut that out actually. <laughs> Okay, well, while she's gone, I'll go ahead and answer. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I have one kid. He is nine years old, going into fourth grade this year. Um, and as far as how do I manage him, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> my husband pointed out to me the other day, he was like, neither of us are big disciplinarians. Like, I... I don't respond personally. I don't respond well to somebody yelling at me or being like, this is tough love. You know, that's just not my type of, I don't know, like response mechanism. Um, I'm much more of like a nurturer, you know, and I want to like, I mean, of course I yell at my kids sometimes. It happens. Like we're all human. But I find that I get through to him more when I talk like, hey, buddy, let's get down on like the same level and let's talk about what's happening why I am upset, what you did wrong. And also I'll throw in a story about how I made a similar mistake or I've had similar emotions when I was a kid. I find that really seems to like get through to him more than me being like, go to your room and shut the door. Right. I love that. That's what I try to do too. But sometimes it is just like, ah, go Yeah. Sometimes it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're on the last nerve. I just can't. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what was the result? Were they on the interwebs? No. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, John used up all the internet on purpose. <laughs> Probably. You must pay all right, well, let's, sense to let's... continue. <laughs> exactly. Insert quarter here. I'm Insert about to say, quarter. you got some quarters. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. Well, listen, nobody like look at their computer or, t- or like shake their finger. Like everything's running smoothly. Let's let's go. All right. No I told right. Amanda that, that your response to the kids might be on the internet again kind of answered her question. <laughs> what? Oh. How how many kids how's, do you have and how do you manage them? <laughs> how is it going? How do you it's manage not. them? <laughs> I seriously <laughs> I seriously want to cry every day. It's like it's like this horrible I was actually just talking about this in stories yesterday. It's like this horrible option of like they're on their devices so I can work or, you know, or there's like, you know, obviously friends and stuff that they go 
and do stuff with. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's um, yeah. It, t- trying to coordinate their social schedule. It's, it's a task. When does school start? Um, t- on the 24th. Okay. Yeah. Ours doesn't start till the 26th, like the same, but like some kids that I've seen have already started going back to school this week. I'm like, Whoa, that's yeah, so yeah. early. I know. Yeah. Is your, is your oldest, is he in kindergarten or first grade? Kindergarten this year. Yeah. He's going to kindergarten. Yeah. You're in I big know. kid school now. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. A full day. What? Full day. I know. <laughs> I amazing. still got my tiny goes- terrorist with me, but. <laughs> it goes, like, I, I, that, like I remember every morning, like since they've been in full time, like all day big kid school. It's like God, I got this whole day. It's over. Where'd it go? Yeah. Where'd the day go? What? Yeah, what just happened? I know. I know. This is a conversation so, I had with Jeff, my husband. Re- like he was working from home recently, and like, but we went to lunch or something during the day, and like, literally. It was time for me to go pick up Jackson. And he's like, oh, it's already time? He's like, that went by so fast. And I was like, yeah, I know. That's why when you come home and you're like, why didn't you get X, Y, and Z done? I'm like, because it's not that much time. It seems like an infinite amount of time to get all the things done. But I want to get the house clean and work out and like feed myself. And then I need to go grocery shopping. And I also am trying to work. And like, let's get recording. Yeah. It's like, it's not enough time. Because if this, if I was able to devote the amount of time to like my business, that I would a full-time job that I was supposed to be at from nine to five. Like that would be amazing if somebody would allow me to do that. But I, I don't get that grace. <laughs> Same feels a hundred percent. Yeah. I think about that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I wonder how well I would be doing if I was allowed that space in my right. life. <laughs> you mean if I was a husband? Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. You know, the, the husbands that, oh my God, when somebody says, like the husband, I heard her husband say uh, he was babysitting the kids, and I'm like, mm, no, it's called being a father, dude. Like, so he was. <laughs> you're not parenting. babysitting; they're your fucking kids. <laughs> and and yep. and I do, you know, John is a very present father, like when he's here. But he, you know, he, he's the one that makes all the money that that keeps all this stuff going. So right, right. You know, that's the thing I always tell him. I'm like, look, you're allowed every minute of the day that you want and need for work. I was like, I'm not. And yeah. and I'm, you know, not only trying to work, I'm also trying to like grow our podcast empire, and then I'm trying to run our Instagram account, and yeah, it's, a, right. it's and now I'm like trying to learn how to do Patreon. I'm like, oh my god, I need an assistant. I need an assistant. <laughs> right. And, and this this summer they did a week. I don't want to keep talking about these kids. They're they're just ruining my life. But um, <laughs> they, they did a they Favor did one every week moment. of like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> She'll save her every that to mom. It hurts us. <laughs> I they had I had one week where they were in camp like all day this year. This summer it was like from I think drop off was at eight and then the bus came and brought them back at five. That made such a huge mm-hmm. difference. Like instead of like getting them at two two thirty, I got them at five. That was such a huge difference. For sure. Oh man, I remember Jackson the first time he went to summer camp and it went till five. It was at the YMCA camp when we lived in Lynchburg, and I would get off work at. 3.30 and I wouldn't go pick him up until 5, even though I was done with work. I would just like, because I was like, you know what? This gives me time to do things. And then when he gets home, I can engage with him more. And then I'm not like stressed out, you know? Like it was great. <laughs> right. So like before you guys had kids, <gasps> when you could work a full day, what was, did you have, have a job and um, 
Did you go to college? Did you have a degree? Did you work in your field? How did that go? Cool. Um, yeah, I went to college uh, in Pittsburgh. Um, I went to Carnegie Mellon. Um, oh, wow. I majored in theater. I was an actor. Um <laughs> Which, you know, <laughs> why on earth did my parents let me do that? <laughs> hey, I was a music major, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel you. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, like, I, they were so supportive. And now I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I got out of school. And then, like, after six years being in L.A., I was like, I don't want to be an actor anymore. What the fuck am I going to do with my life? You know? I, so then I went back to school. Um and I studied culinary arts um, at uh, the Le Cordon Bleu Institute in Pasadena, which I believe is now closed. Um, oh. They got sued. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a class action suit for like, uh, I believe they got closed down is what I heard. There was a class action suit because I was like a name on it that, you know, they said they were promising people you make this much money like right out of graduating and no one's going to make $100,000 as like a freaking line cook. It's not happening. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, incurred a lot of debt on that one. Um, so then I kind of bounced around just doing like culinary jobs for the next however many years. Um, and then when I got pregnant with Jackson, I actually was in between jobs and then tried to like get a job, but no one wants to hire a pregnant person because you're going to be gone. And I was like, they're not going to tell me that's why they're not hiring me, but that's why they're not hiring me. I'm very hireable. And so right. I just worked a bunch of odd jobs during that time. I taught like uh, little kids uh, cooking schools at like after school uh-huh. programs and little like summer camps and holiday camps and things like that. Um, and just t- kind of did odd jobs like that uh, until he came. And then I actually didn't work for a whole year after he was born. Um, and that was my choice. Like I didn't, Jeff was traveling for work all the time. He worked in reality TV. He was um, like in the production side of it. And so mm-hmm. he would travel all over the country and be gone for months at a time. I was like, I can't, I just in good conscience didn't want to leave my kid home with a nanny and babysitter. And then I'm like working all day just to pay for the babysitter. You know, it just didn't right. make sense to me. I was like, then he's not even around a parent ever. I was like, nah, I just stayed home. Um, I feel that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and then we moved to Virginia for a job. I was uh, going to start uh, as a head chef at a restaurant for a family friend. Um, that did that did not go well. Um, <laughs> it did not end well, uh, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of very hard work. Um, but basically, after a year and a half, I just like left to go on a work vacation trip. I was traveling to go uh be a chef at our very good friend Brianna's um, yoga retreat she was hosting in Ojai, California. And I didn't go back to work after that. I just did like something bad happened when I was on that trip correspondence wise with the person running the restaurant. And I was like, thank you for the opportunity. I will not be returning. Bye. <laughs> it was not good. Um, yeah. And then after that, I ended up working at uh, <laughs> Westminster Canterbury, which was a continued care retirement facility uh, in Lynchburg. I was working in the dining department, worked my way up um, from just working at the, what I called it, the subway for the elderly. Um, I was in the the little cafeteria making sandwiches, (laughs) which was really hard because they would come in and the original system when I first started working there was there was like little sheets and they would fill out what they wanted. And it was 
a lot of their handwriting was really, really hard to <laughs> decipher. And I would have to like figure out what they wanted and then also figure out their name and call it out to give them their order. And I was like, this is really hard. <laughs> but I met a lot of really cool people. I really enjoyed my time working there. Um, and, you know, just the residents themselves were so sweet and awesome. Um, and I kind of worked my way up through there, became like the head of catering there um, and was like a manager as well of just like overall in the dining department. Uh, and through that, I somehow wound up being approached mm-hmm. by the director of environmental services department, who was, um, that's like the housekeeping department. He had, he was wanting an assistant, like not an assistant director is the title he threw at me. And I was like, that sounds like a good title to put on a resume. Sure. I'll take the job. <laughs> you know, I had no idea what I was doing, no experience, but he was an awesome, awesome, awesome boss. And he, he believed in me. Um, and so, yeah, I moved over to there and I worked there for about a year and a half before we picked up a move to Charlottesville in the middle of the pandemic. And I haven't had a regular job since i um, been doing this, this crap, whatever this is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've been cleaning toe jam and people's pit stains out of clothes. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> and building an empire. Yeah. Building an empire. And building an empire. <laughs> building a podcast empire. Oh, my God. Uh, speaking of building things, I've been building the world's largest death pile. Like, I have all of a sudden occurred all of these consignment clients in my neighborhood just through, like, our Facebook messenger thing chatting and they all have just started like unloading stuff on me, which I'm so appreciative of, but I can't get it listed fast enough. And then on this trip home that I just took to Texas, my stepmom gave me like two huge plastic crates full of stuff. And then I went to see our mom and and she also gave me a bunch of stuff. And then I came home and one of my consignment clients had dropped off a whole nother garbage bag that I couldn't even lift because it was so heavy. I had to get Jeff to move it for me. Oh, wow. So the death pile from hell. Oh, my gosh. That was me last month. Three of my consignment clients unloaded on me at the exact same time. I had like racks everywhere. Oh, yeah, my yeah. It, It's a lot. But I'm and excited I to get I listed to it all. so many items last month. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> That's good. Good for you. Did you get through it all? Yeah. Yeah, I'm done with it. Ooh, and now, I'm so impressed. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm all done. Here's your payouts for the month. They're like, all right, I got more. I'm like, all right, but no summer. You got to give me fall and winter. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> no more summer. Um, when you have consignment clients, um, do you put every single item up for sale or are you picky about it? No, I learned through Lindsay and who I can't remember who else we were talking to about consignment on here. Um, another one of our lovely guests. Um, uh, I'm not like insanely picky when I'm getting free inventory, but you know, I I will absolutely take stuff and ask them first, you know, do you want the stuff back if I don't list it or shall I just donate it for you? And there's only been one woman who wanted the stuff back because she was going to do like a trunk sale at her church with some people. So everything Mm -hmm. else I have just been putting like in a donation pile. Um, and like I said, I'm not super, super picky because if it's free inventory, it's free inventory. And I'm not giving their stuff the full attention that I would my like nice items that I want to make the most money off of. Cause if they're giving me just mall brand stuff, but it's in really good condition or new with tags, you know, I'll just do like a flat lay on the floor and take two picks like front and back and mm-hmm. take the white background to it. And you know, that's it. Like, and I'm very basic listing. I'm just like, you know, 
Banana Republic sweater. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I do too, as well, actually. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten some stuff from some clients that has been very nice stuff that I didn't know about. And actually, her mom just gave me a pair of brand new fry boots that she wore twice and they hurt her feet too much. Oh, so nice. I was like, ooh, you know, so that was a good bonus. Um, and our stepmom has a lot of like high end fun stuff. She has some Johnny Was in her closet that she was like, I haven't oh. worn this in over a year. And, every, and I was like, but you said you wanted to give me everything you haven't touched in over a year. And she was like, don't look at my Johnny Was. <laughs> <laughs> That's staying forever. Maybe maybe she'll release it next year. Maybe she'll let you have it next year. <laughs> um, okay, so I went to Texas A&M University. I majored in journalism. Um, I used that degree for not even a full year. Um, I was using it, um, and not even in like in a journalism capacity. I was using it um, in public, which is like an offshoot. When you get a journalism degree, you can do some specialized work in public relations, which I did a little. So I, I was working for a startup tech company in Austin, um, doing the PR for the company, and it was just um, is is just awful. And so I didn't I didn't even stay there. It was a real week. Bueller situation. Yeah. <laughs> And then that's that's when Lacey was graduating because I had taken a little time off, uh, you know, after graduation. I had worked at like our stepdad's office and traveled a little bit. So anyway, Lacey was moving to L.A. So I went went without went with her there and I stayed there for just a year and a half because I wasn't going to be an actor. I was just I was just going to party. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I just did like um, temp jobs and stuff when I got out there. Mm-hmm. And then when I got back, I started just. I'm not doing temp jobs, but just like doing office work for people that I knew. Just like, what am I going to freaking do? And then I started changing my career and went and got a bunch of certifications and started teaching uh, fitness classes and personal training. And I wasn't doing that very long before um, a position opened up for group exercise director. So I applied for that and somehow convinced them that I was qualified for that job. And I did that job for many years and at di- many different facilities and many different capacities. The last being, um, I ended up getting a really great job as a government contractor. And I worked at the FDA at the, and I ran the fitness center there. And that was a wow. great, that was awesome. Cause it, you know, fitness hours, much like culinary hours, they're just around the clock. I mean, the gyms are open or closed for such a short amount of time. And when you're a manager, like, you're there opening, you're there closing, like you're in charge of a staff of like a hundred people. Like, it, yeah. and, and people that go to gyms are mean. Like, so, <laughs> they're so, like, you know, I was doing this in Washington, D.C., and the clientele was very upscale. They were, they were assholes. They were just, I'm like, when it, when you boil it down, people, it's aerobics. You're yelling at me about aerobics right now. Like, get Don't your you life fuck together. Fuck with my aerobics. But like, get I was your like, life together. Like, you know, we were supposed to be like customer service, customer service, customer service. Do not. And it was so hard for me. I did lose it a few times on a few numbers. And uh, anyway, I ended up Good. getting into this. To this great. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I ended up getting into the FDA. Um, like I got recruited by like this um, contractor company, someone who knew me. And that was great because that was more regular, like nine to five hours. And I was able to recruit my own staff. And I had known so many people in the fitness industry from doing that for so many years. So like I brought in the best women and like we really turned that whole fitness center around and it was so fun. And some of the members were assholes and like government employees are kind of entitled because they get like bajillion days off a year they're paid yeah. pretty well especially at the fda um 
but overall, like that was definitely my best fitness gig for years. And um, after I had my second, like I had my first one when I was there and I went back to work. And then after I had my second, like I was making more money doing that job than I ever had in any of my other fitness jobs. Um, but it still like wasn't enough to pay for full-time daycare in Washington, D.C. So I quit. Yeah. And then I was home with the girls for probably two years before we moved here-ish. And we moved here to Charlottesville. And then I started, um, I got yoga certified. I started teaching a bunch of classes at a yoga studio. And I was doing that until the p- pandemic. And then started doing this stuff. You know, it's amazing that in the world let us do any of these things, because I'm pretty sure there's some mediocre, you know, middle-aged white men out there that could probably have done a worse job and gotten paid 20 times more. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I mean, you're not wrong, unfortunately. Uh Um, So you both started reselling during the pandemic. Yeah, we did. Right when it began, how did you get your inventory? You know, I, I, we were about a year into the pandemic, right, Lace? Oh, okay. Yeah. I actually had first signed up for um, Poshmark. I was going to start getting into it because my sister-in-law had been telling me about it and she'd been doing so well at it. I was like intrigued. And so I had literally just got my name and stuff and my profile into Poshmark on March, I want to say 10th or something. And the world <laughs> shut down like four days later. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I guess I won't do this now. <laughs> Wow. What time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was not the time for me. <laughs> and so bef- a year later in March for my birthday, the next year, Lacey and I. That's like this, right. Yeah. And this was, I had gotten vaccinated because um, I was volunteering during lockdown. I was volunteering at a food bank. And so because of that, I was able to get my vaccine like way before everyone else because yeah. I, I qualified under, um, emergency, whatever, you know, cause I was right. pr- pr- first you know, pr- responders. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I didn't even volunteer there because of that. Once people in town started finding out you could get your vaccine because you were volunteering <laughs> at the food, like then we like started getting a flood of people trying to come in and volunteer. But I was Whoa. just, you know, I was just trying to take a miserable situation and just trying to add some positivity to it. So I started volunteering. We, it was, it was, it was hard work because it was either like freezing cold or burning ass hot. And we were having to do all the food, not prep, but like organizing like pallets and pallets of food. So we, you Mm -hmm. know, like the temperature was, cause normally this is a job that we would have done in a warehouse. And, uh, and so anyway, due to COVID, it was all outside. Yeah. We were all, you know, masked and outside whatever. Why Why don't you plug that foundation while we're talking about it, because it's a great thing. Well, they've kind of changed their business plan. So oh, never mind. They're garbage. No, they're no, no, no. <laughs> they're, they're doing really, they're doing amazing. It's the peanut butter and jelly fund here in Charlottesville, and they're doing amazing work. They, um, they feed families. Um, there is, there's such a huge um, equity difference in families in Charlottesville between black families and white families in particular, in terms of you know, parents being able to feed their kids, basically. Yeah. It's, it's really, it, it is really sad. And um, so kids that, families that have kids within the Charlottesville City School System, they get free lunches year round, even during the summertime. Like you'll see the buses around town delivering lunches. And, um, yeah. and then the peanut butter and jelly fund, in addition to, they work with Charlottesville City Schools to get food once a week into the families. Um, homes that are Charlottesville City School students. But they've kind of changed their program and they don't need volunteers anymore, which 
um, mm-hmm. is a bummer because I really loved volunteering there and I liked the people there a lot. And it was just really great work that I really, I mean, I'm like, there's kids in my kids' school that are benefiting from this. Like I was just really yeah. happy to be able to provide that time. Um, but what they've started doing now is instead of delivering food, they're like, we feel like with like our, you know, increasing refugee population, we're not doing a good job of giving people the food that they're accustomed to. Mm. So now they're working more on giving them credits to the stores. Cause you know, there's like, you know, there's, there's, there's the different, um, cultural grocery stores here in town. So like, so we're getting them credit yeah. so they can go and get their own food that they know how to prepare, that they know how to cook. And right. So, Cause you're giving them peanut butter and jelly and they're like, what is this white bread? Like what? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we, didn't, but... <laughs> we didn't usually, we didn't Pizza usually give peanut butter and jelly, but yeah, <laughs> you know, it was like spaghetti and pasta sauce a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, the, um, I they're they're they don't need volunteers anymore, and so they're they're doing more fundraising work. So I don't work with them um, anymore. Gotcha. Well, anyway, that was a long way around of saying I was vaccinated really early. So Lacey and I went and got a cabin <laughs> because I was vaccinated, and both of us were being very like you know isolated. Like everybody was working. It was you know so we felt safe. Like the two of us went to a cabin for my birthday, and and we went thrifting for the first time on that trip. Uh, mm-hmm. cause we decided like, I guess probably before that trip, we were going to start doing this. And so we went, we were like in some little podunk Virginia town and we went to some little podunk Goodwill and I got Calvin Klein suits from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, well, that's the first thing you ever picked up, huh? Ooh. And, and a, and a lucky brand, like, which is still, I sold the Calvin Klein suits actually. Um, Good. Surprisingly. But, um, I, I uh, I still have like this lucky brand like sheer long sleeve dress which is cute you know but you know it's not on trend at all yeah I think I still have one thing from that thrifting trip as well everything else is sold and that's something I've learned uh, from Mogi Beth she's just like it will sell eventually just leave it alone it will sell <laughs> eventually sell. just leave it alone I agree with that <laughs> or, or, true. or it might not sell for as much as you or want, take it to it a will. buy sell trade. Right. Reduce right. the price. I've been doing that like stuff that's not my designer stuff anymore. I'm like yeah, yeah. reducing yeah. my prices right now. Like just take it. I'll pay you. Get it out of my closet. I'll pay you. <laughs> <laughs> Get the shit out of here, man. <laughs> just take it. God. <laughs> so um, have you always been selling just fashion or do you pick up other things? And if so, what sort of things do you like to pick up? I tried to dabble in furniture. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like restoring it or just uh, flipping it? Yeah, restoring it. I I started because I was was driving down the road and I saw a coffee table. I'm like, oh, that's cute. I'm going to get that and repaint it. Well, that didn't happen. I sat in my basement forever. I finally did start painting it and it was turning cute. And then I was like, I'm going to like the kind of paint I was using was kind of expensive. I'm like, this is not going to be worth it. So I ended up <laughs> like I had to take because it had these flaps that like folded because you could make it like a bigger table or smaller table. And I ended up just getting frustrated and sick of it. And so I put it on Facebook Marketplace. I was like, who? actually, I think I did it through Instagram. My charlottesville instagram account like hey if anybody Mm -hmm. wants this i haven't finished painting it or putting the hinges back on but i'll just give it to you and some lady (laughs) came and picked it up 
and and, it, that, and that's it became what, a point of contention between her and John because he would like they started arguing about it. he's like get it out of the basement she's like I'm working on it <laughs> and that's when I realized that flipping furniture was not for me <laughs> yeah put a strain on some relationships there I don't know what I was thinking like I don't have that much time like why would I think I have yeah. time to like redo I mean. <laughs> I barely have time to list inventory. How am I going to like flip a furniture piece? Give me a break. Yeah. I'm such an idiot. Maybe someday. <laughs> you can always circle yeah. back to the Maybe. Doubtful. <laughs> I mean, I, I've sold some non-fashion things. Um, all on Macari. Uh, just stuff that I had that was around the house that I was like, well, rather than donate this, why don't I list it and see if I can make some money off of it? So like, I bought my cat, this cat bed for Christmas. <laughs> This past Christmas. And he was terrified of it. He would like jump away from it. He thought it was an animal. It was so funny. And I'm like, oh, no. I would put him on it and he would just like fall off of it. He was like, oh God. And like he was walking across the couch one day and my son set it right in front of him and he just like went boom and like jumped in the air. <laughs> so I put that on Macari and I sold that. I sold um a pasta machine that I got as a wedding gift that I used twice. Um, you know, and I've been married for like 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And you, like, you know what I sold, which, you know, this, I don't well, feel like this counts as like me, like selling non-fashion. It was just the same thing, like getting rid of shit in my house. But I had all these training DVDs for body pump. Yeah, and, I remember that. And turbo kick. Those are two formats I used to teach. And so when you're, when you're an instructor and get certified every month or every quarter, depending on the format, you would get the training DVD and it would have a CD that had the music, a DVD that had the choreography and then like the choreography notes inside the booklet. And so I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I don't use, I don't even have a DVD player. I put those things on Macari and I sold like a bundle of, I don't even know, probably 30 DVDs. And I sold those things for like a hundred dollars in two minutes after I posted them. I'm like, damn, should have listed those for more. Wow. Yeah, great. I should, you know, I have all those Beachbody DVDs Hollis gave me one year and all these pop fitness ones. Dude, like, put them. And I never, I don't have a DVD player anymore. You oh, can't man, sell no. Beachbody. Yeah. You can't sell Beachbody. They will vary uh, you so hard they? on eBay. It is bad. You cannot sell Beachbody. Uh, Why? What, what's wrong? What? No, they have like a huge, like, I don't know. They're just like barracudas about it. I don't know why, but you're not allowed to sell it. I oh, see. That's, that's I didn't have it on eBay. I put it all. I the only place I actually put yeah. it on was Mercari, and it sold literally within five minutes. It sold. Okay, then keep it on the Mercari. So keep funny. it on you know, maybe that's... Facebook Marketplace, but you do not put it on eBay. I would be very wary about putting it on Posh as well, but definitely Interesting. <laughs> it's kind of like those brands. There's some brands out there that will have your uh, listing shut down if they see a stock photo. Yeah. I've only yes. had that happen like two or three times. Yes. Um, one ha- like one on Posh and one on eBay. And it was like the most random ones. I'm like, really? Like a Vineyard Vine shirt? You're coming after yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, Vineyard Vine. And what was funny is the one. listing had already sold. The listing already oh, sold yeah. and they took it down. Right. I was like, oh, but it's already, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, uh, it's already whatever. <laughs> but yeah, like even you can't, it's not even about stock photos. You cannot even sell the product. Interesting. There, there are very few. Uh, but sounds that is like a them. cold. Yeah. yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Boy. So, um, segueing into what 
are your favorite reselling tools that you have learned to use so far? Do you mean like Ooh, physical tools question. or? I mean, yes, physical. it could be physical tools. It could also be, um, okay. you know, metaverse tools, okay. internet I, tools. What I, kind of things do you like to use? I, I don't know. I think my favorite thing right now, because it's just, it's so amazing, is that that red bottom Angelus paint that I can paint <laughs> onto the bottom of Louboutins. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. I, I love that. Like it really doesn't take me that like, I'm just not into like doing rehab stuff anymore, but I, I enjoy that. I, I'm like, oh my God. Cause like in the photos, it's very satisfying. It just, it really <laughs> yeah. makes a huge difference in your photos to be able to restore that red bottom. It just looks so much better. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a really easy and fast thing to do to like really increase the value of those shoes. Yes. So I've, I love that. That's so fun. Did you, did, Amanda, using, did you get, yeah. Did you get the high gloss finisher? Oh my goodness. Get? What a game changer. Yeah. That's the piece I was missing. <laughs> I thought, I thought for certain that the red bottom, glo- the red bottom paint would already have gloss in it but I was totally wrong. But yeah, that high gloss finisher is such a game changer. And I've actually even been using it on other sorts of shoes for the bottoms um, and restoring them in black and then putting the high gloss on the bottom. Like I've used it on Chanel. I've used it on Robert Clergery and it looks fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's, I like that. Amanda, wasn't that you I saw on Insta the other day that you just did like change the whole color of some Jimmy Choo's? Was that you? Yeah. They were tan and smudged, and so you just did them all black. They looked so good. Yes, they did. They came out so good, and that was the first time I ever did it. So there are some, like, little flaws. I have to go back, and I miss some gloss in some areas. The only thing I'm concerned about is, will it chip? Will What will happen, you know, when you actually wear it? I think it'll be okay, yeah. though. It's two coats of black and then one coat of gloss. I feel like the gloss yeah. is almost like a sealer. I do, too. I, I feel mean, like- shoes will tend to scuff and chip no matter what, I think, even right. if you haven't doctored them with something. It, do you add that in your listing that you change the original color of the shoe or are you just putting it I up? I definitely as will. Yeah, I definitely will. For sure. Yeah, yeah I, um, and I do, too. When I, I paint the bottoms, I, I, yeah, I tell them. You put that, that in I there, too? The mm-hmm, yeah. 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 I, I don't say that I painted the bottoms, but in my, like I say, I say, um, iconic red bottoms have been repainted to restored, restored to, to preserve, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. I don't say I did it. (laughs) I don't either. I'm just like, it has been restored. I don't, I don't say professional restored, but I just say restored. Yeah. (laughs) I don't consider myself a professional or anything, but I would like to be a professional. (laughs) <laughs> that, yeah. Lacey, what about you? What's your favorite tool? I mean, obviously, I love my um, closet sharing and my and my Vindu. I love, you know, obviously, I can't run I can't run my businesses without those things. So, very, yeah. very true. Well, Polly Pusher really helps. Yeah. But what about you, Lace? <laughs> um, hmm. honestly, and it's pretty basic, but it was such a game changer to me when I got them. Was my like, you know, industrial umbrella light and my adjustable mannequin dress form. Like yeah. I had so many pictures of like I stuff that I couldn't model or stuff that I like, you know, I'm just was trying not to go back and like model old, old, old things. Uh, and I mean, oh my God, the stuff when I finally got my dress form, then I was like, Ooh, and I definitely went back and got all the old things. 
um, that I didn't feel like modeling because I was, you know, eh, whatever. And they were crappy anyway to me. And then they all started selling right and left because I had these like brand new, awesome pictures of them. You know, um, I even put an Instagram post up of like this adorable dress. I can't remember the brand, Linnea Domani maybe. And it was a very, very pretty like cocktail dress. And what it was just on a hanger before. And then it was on my dress form. And it was two completely different dresses. The lighting was so different. You could actually see it. Yeah. I mean, that was a game changer to me because I didn't have our, our inside our house does not have good lighting. And I was doing like my black photos outside of black items and they were all looking washed out and like just, you know, so that was a game changer to me. I love those two things. And they were a gift from our bonus mom. So yeah, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I didn't even use a mannequin until maybe a year ago. I ne- had never even bought one uh, when I was in my house. Uh, I started using my um, co-workers while in the office. And I'm like, why haven't I been using a mannequin all this time? It makes such a big difference. But I mean, I do use a model from time to time. So there's that. Yeah, that's um, right. I remember you saying that. a lot. Yeah. 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 I wash... I, what I would like is to have... Um, like a mannequin, like the bottom, the legs. Because my dress form, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will pin like pants or something, you know, or like a jumpsuit onto them. And it doesn't look right. Like it doesn't hang right. It's not making the yeah. item look as cute and good as it should. So I can't do that's pants or a jumpsuit on the mannequin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's my next venture. That's what I want next. And I've seen stuff like that at Goodwill before. I just need to like start looking again. So um, I heard that you have a Patreon coming up. Can you tell me some little things about what that's all about? Yeah. Go for it, Liz. Me? Okay. Um, yeah, we're we're excited and um, behind schedule. Uh, um, but, you know, it's, it's going to happen. Um, okay, what is today? Today's August, like, 9th. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, it'll probably be September after the kids get back in school where I have I started working on it today. I've been saying for weeks it's coming out soon and I literally just started working on it today. <laughs> okay, so our our Patreon is going to be a $5 a month. Lacey, you know what? Well, should we should we announce right now the big the big thing that we're going to release with the Patreon? We haven't we've been a tease. Ooh, that, yeah, that's a good idea. We've been teasing yeah. it, but we haven't announced like what our favorite part of the Patreon is going to be. We've been poking at you, poking at yeah. you. Okay, all right. It's going to be a five dollar month membership. Um, there's going to be bonus episodes um, every month, three to four bonus episodes. Lacey, did you hear my message last night? What we're going to do? I did. I did. Yeah. We're going to have one episode a month that's called Well of Knowledge. <laughs> it's going to be great. We're, we're, take, we're taking Lacey's stupid use of the word Well of Knowledge, and we're going to turn it into an episode every month, and that is just going to be us talking about whatever the fuck we feel like talking about that day. The other episodes will be, during that we release during the month, will be um, – uh, uh, reseller, reseller oriented, reseller oriented content. We will have, um, you know, I will talk about, well, whatever, just anything reseller that we don't put on the feed. All of our interviews that we do, the majority of our interviews that we do, we're going to keep those going on the free feed. Um, but everything that is in the Patreon, the bonus episodes are all going to be ad free, um, only open to our Patreon subscribers. And then um, you will add you to close friends on Instagram, which I don't know what that's going to be yet. There will most likely be video content in there from time to time. And then the thing that we're super excited about, a really fun way to connect with our listener, is we are going to do one mastermind 
phone call a month. So you can get, um, I'm not quite sure the platform yet, but something like Zoom will get on, whoever wants to get on. And we'll do different things with that. Sometimes it'll just be like a round table, just talking about whatever anybody wants to talk about with their business that week, if everybody wants to take turns. Um, I'm hoping that I can get um, sometimes, you know, other people that maybe aren't necessarily in the Patreon, but other resellers that might want to come in and like lead a phone call and do like a Q&A. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. That's, but definitely we're going to do one month. It can be people just, you know, chit chatting with us like a cocktail hour, or we can do resell content, but just a fun way to, um, interact and connect with our listeners. Nice. So, um, will you be giving a lot of, uh, what kind of advice will you be giving in your well of knowledge? Well, well of knowledge will kind of just be us being stupid sisters and just talking about nonsense. Yeah, that was being that, silly. That'll I'll be like, the that'll be the one laugh. one episode a month that's not reseller related. It'll just be That's why it's oh, called Well okay. of Knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ironic statement. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> and, Way over my head. So, yeah, one 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 episode a month of Well of Knowledge that's just whatever Lacey and I sit down and talk about that day. And then the other two to three episodes that we release in the Patreon on the feed that month those will be reseller episodes and those will be just like things that we come up i mean we have a like a huge list of ideas right now of things we're going to cover we've already recorded one about me um sourcing luxury online and then we did one about um difficult people um we the episode's called postures be cray about difficult people that have either person i opened up a case against and a person that opened up a case against Lindsay. just like ridiculous stories of how uh, my name's Lacey. What did I call you? <laughs> you just called me Lindsay. <laughs> that's oh my god, that's the first time ever. You guys you heard it here first, you? folks. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know why that's so funny to me because I just started referring to other people by my name. <laughs> oh, you're such a dumb dumb. Something is breaking down in here, you guys. Are, you know what? Patreon's canceled. <laughs> There's obviously no way that I can mentally take on this challenge. Okay. Ooh, breathe. Ooh. Oh, my God. Help. Uh, so <laughs> what, what kind of advice would you give to someone who is just starting? It's mm, a very good question. I have an answer. Did, you, did you think about your answer, what you were going to say? Yeah, go ahead, though, if you want to start. Um, sell what you have first. Don't spend money to get started. You have like, it doesn't matter if you think you have garbage clothes. There is a customer for every single thing. Um, you just have to find the right price point. So start Mm -hmm. selling what you have first to grow your capital to invest in better inventory. Bingo. Um, and then as soon as it makes sense for you financially, invest in automation. Do not sit there and push buttons all day. It is such a waste of your time. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it. And then third answer is find mentors on Instagram. Find people that you like their person. I mean, there's a personality for everybody out there in the reselling community. Find um, personalities that that you vibe with, that you like, um, that you can tell, know what they're talking about. And, you know, follow, follow you know, 
I, I do like I consider like Amanda, like a mentor, not like I'm like constantly like asking her questions or anything, but she delivers valuable content on the regular on yeah. Instagram. And so finding people like Amanda, finding, you know, people that you can relate to that that are giving valuable content, follow them on Instagram because you learn so much. You know, some people are so generous with their time and their their information when they're creating their content, and it really is invaluable. You know, even if it's or or maybe not Instagram, but YouTube. You can you know, YouTube's a valuable resource, free resource. Mm-hmm. Yes, like mm-hmm. I really don't think you need to spend a bunch of money, um, which I have done on courses and stuff. Like I really, really, feel, I really feel like you can find so much free information out there. I'm not saying don't invest in courses. Like I'm not saying that, Um, but learn, learn the basics, learn, learn. There's so much out there for you. That's free and available. Mm -hmm. I agree a hundred percent. That's exactly how I actually started. Um, When I got on Instagram, that's how I grew so quickly from learning from other people and their generous information. Well, I've, I I yeah, always I, remembered that from your interview, Amanda, like that has always kind of been um, like in the back of my head, this thing that you said, like, because I think I might have asked you something along the lines of why do you create so much free content? And you're like, I feel like I'm just like giving back because so many women helped me along the way when I was getting started, like with their content. And yeah. you're like, I just kind of feel like. I want to, I want to contribute that as well, what I've learned. And so I, I've, I've used that like as a motivation, like, and just kind of in the back of my head, like when I'm creating content on Instagram, I'm like, it's true. Like, I know that I don't know that much yet. I've only been doing this for like a year and a half and there's still so much to do and grow and learn, but I've learned a lot in a year and a half and I can share that. And I get messages from new people all the time. So, you know, there's always new people coming in to this job. And so like, I like to be able to help them when I can, cause I've, I was helped. I, I love the content that you've created so far. Like recently, I feel like it's been so great. And I mean, it's even helped me. So uh, thank you. Oh, look at that. It's people helping people. people. It's a beautiful. It's thing. Exactly. Beautiful thing. It's a community. <laughs> it is. It is. I, it really I is. mean, I know that there's resellers out there that I don't like and I don't follow them, but same, you know, I've, I've cultivated on my page, just a bunch of real down bitches that are just mm-hmm. awesome mm-hmm. and 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 I don't know, mostly positive people and yeah. thoughtful. I don't know. I just I really I really enjoy the community that uh, you know I've I've kind of smooshed my way into. That's not the right word. The smooth. Yeah, that's not even a word. Not even not let alone the right hey, word. If you say it and you know what it means, it's a word. That's how all words. I like start. the community that I've <laughs> snuck into. How about that? I snuck into this community. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's a real situation happening here. <laughs> I like it. I like these. Yeah, I, I, like these I second everything Lindsay has said. I, I think um, I would just say. Don't be intimidated. It, I felt like so intimidated stepping into this space. Like I was like, I don't know anything about fashion, and like I don't, I don't know anything. About, uh, and I just felt so overwhelmed and like intimidated. But I really wanted to try it, and that's why I kind of, even though I put my stuff in at the beginning of the pandemic and like was going to do it, and then everything shut down. Even when things started opening back up again, I was still so intimidated that I didn't even make the first step. And all you got to do is list one thing. Yeah, just list 
one thing and don't be so intimidated and don't compare yourself to everybody else on a constant basis. Be patient with yourself. Like it's a baby business and it's going to grow like anything. And you're starting at step one. And that's the best thing you can do. Baby steps. Baby steps. Like you're you're um, going to fuck up. You're going to mess up. You're going to make yeah, sourcing mistakes. Because that's you're gonna, life. You're gonna do, that's how you're you learning. Learn. You're going to do something yeah. wrong. You're going to write something wrong in your listing. Someone's going to open a case against you. You're going to lose. Yep. That is going yep. to happen. You will lose cases. Who fucking cares? Move on. Move on. You're going to source things that you are going to be like, why the F did I buy this? Banana Republic, like, pilled black and white t-shirt? Yeah. (laughs) Why? But I bought it, and now it's sitting in my closet. (laughs) What was I thinking? (laughs) Just remember, it's just called a loss, and every business has profit and loss. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the number of times I have got stuff, like, at the bag sale at our little local church thrift store. Um. Because I don't examine it that thoroughly because I'm just kind of hurrying through because, you know, and I'll get something home because I'm spending like 50 cents a piece on these things. And I had like this gorgeous free people dress the other day and I started shaving the pills off of it because I normally wouldn't do that. But I got it for so cheap. I was like, oh, I'll sell this. And then I realized I had a bunch of holes in it. It was a loss. It was a 50 cent loss. (laughs) I'll live. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) It happens. It does. Yeah. I learned that from my sister-in-law. She was saying, um. You know, if you get things home from the thrift and she, for her, she wouldn't even try to fix anything like a, a rip, a stain, anything ever. She would automatically just redonate it or throw it away if it was too damaged, you know? Wow. And okay. I was like, at the beginning, I refused to do that. Uh, and now I will, you know, I'll just redonate this. Or if it's that damaged, I'll just put it back in the trash. Like, you know, um, I don't want to waste my time repairing things anymore. So mm-hmm. I haven't been. If it's something small and easy, like a little stitch witchery can fix, I'll do something like mm-hmm. or, that. Or, or like, if you know, it's something like, you know, like my, you know, painting my shoes. Like I know that is going to. Right. It's going to up. That's, right. that's good. That's worth it for me. That's worth my time. But yeah, absolutely. We're, we're not out right. here painting, you know, like JC Penny shoes, you know? No, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. There's a difference. <laughs> um, you know, and I also have learned like, oh God. What was it recently? Oh, some I had some black Goldie jeans that had uh, three bleach spots on them. And I got them for like, you know, $6.99. And I knew I could sell them for close to like 70 to 80 bucks. And I got home and noticed those bleach stains. I was like, oh, man, what am I going to do? So I looked it up online. I went and got a black fabric pin at Michael's and I colored it in and then washed them. And it was gone. I had no idea that was going to work. You know, so if it's something like that, I'll I'll do it. You know, but I'm not going to go and like resew an entire hem or something. You know, I've right, 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 just, right, right. You know, count it as a loss and move on. Totally. But you'd resew an entire hem if it was like a Valentino dress, right? Correct. Yes. <laughs> like that just happened yes. to me. I'm like, oh, this hem is so busted. I'm like, I don't care. I have to sew it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you, you know, it's but. I don't remember when we were talking about this. I think in our episode that's coming out tomorrow night is that like, you got to go through all those little steps, you know, like you've got to learn, you know, what's worth fixing, what's not worth fixing. You've, you, you know, and it's all like, it's your paying of your own dues sort of in your own business. It's like, you have to learn the path of getting there. Like, you know, if you just jump in or all of a sudden, like, I don't know, successful right out the bat and making $20,000 a day, (laughs) you know, you're kind of missing out on this like growth process that you learn through. Yeah. And and maybe some people can do that because for whatever reason, maybe they they have access to amazing inventory and things, but for Mm -hmm. the majority, you know, I just don't think that's the case for everybody. So it's like, it's learn, it's just, you know, 
learn as you go. You're going to mess up. You got to do all this crap that I, maybe you don't have to, but I don't know. For me, I feel like it has gotten to me to where I am now, where I'm finally really seen like, oh my gosh, this is starting to pay off and it's paying off big. And I I, I can do this. Before, there's so many times where I'm like, oh, this this is not worth it. This is not the worth the work. But it's it's getting yeah. it's getting there. It's it's worth the work right now when I'm making $150 off one shoe pair, pair of shoes flip, yes. you know. Yeah. Yeah, totally. you're a real mover and shaker over there, sister. Yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> and you need you're taking a crash course cuz you you got to start doing this with me. I know, yeah. I know. Family business over there cleaning toe jam. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I got some more coming Put today. That on your resume. <laughs> oh my goodness, those spiky ones. That's that's the, one of the worst cases I think I've ever seen. Yeah, those. Real nasty. Did you see those in my Instagram that <laughs> I posted last week? Yes. Lacey? Yes. It's <laughs> gross. <laughs> but that style, that style with the spikes and the studs on them, they, like, they're selling really well right now. So when I saw those, I was mm-hmm. like, yes, I will clean that toe jam out of those suckers. <laughs> it's also amazing yep. that all the spikes were still on. I know. We'll see. With that much toe jam. We will we'll see when they get here. But the listing, you know, it, it was a Depop listing and the pictures were crappy and there was only four pictures. So we'll see when they right. get here. But it did say that all the spikes were intact. So and that there were extra spikes in the box. Oh, yeah, that's good. This is so uh, random, but I just thought of it when you were saying that I was uh, looking at Tori Birch's last night or two nights ago um, on Posh. And, <laughs> and there was this one pair that this woman had taken these pictures of, and all the pictures were great. They looked in like almost brand new condition, except the bottom of the shoes, her picture was like so blurry. It looked like just a green streak. <laughs> and all these comments down below were like, could you take a better picture of the bottoms? Can I see the bottoms? Like, why is the picture so blurry? And they just kept going and going, and I was laughing so hard. Why would you I post that? People post <laughs> I mean, <laughs> some of the pictures are so great. They're so funny. You know what? And you know you have to see it as you're putting the picture in. You see how blurry it is. And you're like, you're like no, I'm okay with that. <laughs> but like, they still included it, you know? Like, I'd be like, oh, Right. Like, why even put it in there? It. <laughs> it was so funny to me. These shoes suffer from blurry soul syndrome. <laughs> There's nothing I can do. <laughs> Out of my hands. The person had like a heart attack when they were taking the picture or something. <laughs> Why was it so blurry? It's actually amazing. It's amazing to me how many people sell shoes and do not take pictures of the soles. Of the right. Like, that's yeah. the part I need to see. Yeah. That's yeah. what's going yeah, to tell yeah, me yeah. everything I need to know. Yeah. Yep, exactly. It's like buying a horse without looking it in the mouth. <laughs> Don't you mean the bottom of its horseshoes? <laughs> no, don't you look at a horse's teeth? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a horse That's why you person. Say you never look a gift horse in Mariana, the house. Mariana, Mariana, <laughs> what do you look at when you buy your horse? Yeah. Mariana, the one that taught me that you measure horse a horse in hands. It's this many hands That's tall. Right. Yes, you do measure a horse in hands. That is true. Yeah. I never would have known that. So oh, you're frozen with your hands like oh you were like your hands like that. All right, guys, we've a uh, we've doing- come up on an hour. Amanda, do you have any any other question? One any uh, I can't think of a word because I'm not in, lingering. I'm questions. not in charge of this interview, so I don't have to think of words. 
I feel like Great. we've covered a lot of bases. Me too. Good job, ladies. We, we did. did it. Whew. This uh, I got to figure out this lag thing, though, man. This is this is gonna be a pain in the ass to it, edit. It wasn't that bad. It no, once we got going, think, yeah, it, it must moments. be on my end. I'm gonna get an Ethernet plug in. I'm gonna order that today. I'm Ethernet wire today. I'm gonna order that. Let's get. Uh, I, yeah, let's let's you do that and see if it works. And then if like my end starts doing the same thing, okay. I'll do the same thing. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks. Good to talk with you as always. Thanks, Amanda. This was fun. Thanks for doing this with us. That's such a good idea. Yeah. If you ever have any ideas that you want me on again for, just let me know. Well, girl, you you were one of the first people we talked about bringing on to the Patreon. So maybe down the road, we'll have you do that because that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That sounds good. Definitely. That would be a good one to have people that they can like reach out and want to be a part of a Q&A with Amanda because I'm sure there's a ton of people out there that would love to ask you questions. When I yeah, when I came yeah. up with the mastermind idea that you're the first name I said to Lacey, I was like, we should, I was like, I bet Amanda mm-hmm. would come on and do that with us. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I've always been Yay! interested in Patreon, but I just feel like I, I just feel like I can't be consistent with it. Yeah. I don't want to let people down. You know yeah. what I mean? If I had yeah. one yeah. on my own that sort of thing so yeah 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 that's that's definitely like that's why I wasn't ready to launch yet when we said on August 5th because I want to make sure I'm padded with content so I can definitely get it released because you know people are it's five dollars it's not like it's pricey Mm -hmm. but people Mm -hmm. are paying for it and I want it to be consistent I want to deliver consistent content for them so Mm -hmm. give them a reason to want to like yeah yeah right Right. So, okay. Well, we'll, we'll be in touch about that in the future times. All right. Yay. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, You too. Hopefully it's not too hot down there. Oh my God. It's hot. It's a real torture. It's been so humid the past four or five days. I've had like reverse, um, uh, what is it? Like seasonal affective divorce disorder oh, like when you mm. have to stay it just is way too humid you can't even go outside it's so gross and today it finally subsided and it's like 75 degrees today oh nice so Ooh, that sounds so lovely it's i miss so that nice. type of weather <laughs> Lacey, it's yeah. it's only oh, supposed my. to be a high of 88 tomorrow Lacey, but i'm guessing it's still going to be like a hundred percent humidity so yeah because it's like 70 percent thunderstorms yeah. so yeah, we've we've been yeah. Getting, yeah. we've been getting mm-hmm. lots. Which I don't want to complain about the rain because the west is on fire, but um, we've yeah. we usually do not get this much rain this late into the summer. Usually June is really wet, and in July and August are real dry. And we've been getting rain. Yeah, we've had a emergency like dangerous thunderstorm warnings every single mm-hmm. day. <laughs> I mean, almost. Yeah, I had a couple of times on my drive home from Texas on the highways and the mountains in Tennessee and uh, everyone's got their hazards on. It was so black at three o'clock in the afternoon and the rain was coming down so hard. I could not see the car in front of me Mm. and every, like my wipers were, could not go fast enough. And I would see like just glimpses of the lanes. And I mean, I was so white knuckled. My fingers were bruised by the time I got home. Cause and that was like an hour of driving and Jackson was like, I'm scared. I'm scared. I was like, no, everything's fine. Oh my God. In my head, I was like panicking. And there was like no way I couldn't even see if I was like, I'll pull over at the next place just to get That's, off the road I until this passes. I couldn't like, even I see where not. to pull over. So I just so, kept going yes. at like 
30 miles an hour on the freaking highway with my hazards on, hoping nobody rear-ended me. It was a little scary. Yeah. I was fine up until that moment. I was like, oh, this is how I die. This is the end. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you made it back because, you know, you're you're kind of essential part of this equation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, whatever. You just hire Amanda or Gigi and move on. Not even just to do the podcast. To be like, you're my new sister. Let's go. <laughs> All right, you're coming to my birthday cabin next year. Get block this weekend off. I know. I know. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. All right, <laughs> ladies, true. let's let's close it down, or we're just gonna sit here and keep bullshitting Bye. all day. <laughs> I know. Shitty, shitty. Chat, we got chat. work to do. Empires to build, babies. <laughs> yep, that's right. All right. Well, bye. Thanks, Amanda. Peace. Bye. Love you. Mean it. I don't, I don't feel like we need to say anything. I mean, that, that was great. Amanda, you did a great job. I mean, she's, she's got like, she's a podca- podcast host and she didn't even know it. Yeah, she's a podcast host. Now add that to your resume, Amanda. That's right. Oh, podcast host. Stuff that in your sack, mister. Yeah, whoever you are, mister, who has a sack. You're stuffing things into it. <laughs> Okay. Well, thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming along on. Uh, thanks for uh, interviewing us today. I'm. I really. I was really thinking she was going to talk to me about like, you know, my past trauma. So I'm glad that didn't come up. Yeah. No. She kept it real light. Very um reseller oriented and very fun. <laughs> it was very fun. No. I knew what she was going to ask us. We already talked. Yeah. About yeah. It she she sent us the questions. <laughs> she was like, "Here's what I'm thinking about asking you guys. What do you think?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's dope. Let's do it." <laughs> But other than that, it was very authentic. It was. It was. It was. It was so fun. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get interviewed again, though. I like to interview you guys. Unless you're a different, <laughs> unless you're another podcast and you want me to be on, then yeah, of course, I'll come on. Right. We're waiting for that invite. Yeah, chirp, 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 chirp. Waiting. Those are the crickets. <laughs> Somebody's going to ask us one day. Somebody. You wait. <laughs> and that's when you know we made it, baby. Woo! All right, let's get out of here. We've 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 hullabalooed enough up in here. Enough. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Love you. Well, two sisters. One podcast. Thrifters. Thrifters. Sisters. Sisters. Thrifters. Sisters. Thrifter Sisters is written and recorded by me, Lindsay, and me, Lacey. Produced and edited by Hot Moms of Seaville's production. Just one Seaville, not Seaville's. <laughs> Music is written and performed by Mariana Bell. See you next time. Bye.